Welcome to another edition of Hawk Off the Press. After the final score, we are here on a very late night <laughs> in College Park, recording this at about, what, 2.30 in the morning, I think it is? I don't know. I don't know. We're just doing this on adrenaline, I guess. <laughs> well, while we have the adrenaline here, what a game here from the Hawkeyes. They looked like the number five team in the country there. Yeah, and I think that they had they made a lot of teams left on their schedule very nervous with what they might have seen here tonight. I'd be nervous if I had. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this was hitting the road and playing a team that was 4-0 and, and that, you know, had done a lot of wonderful things on offense. Yeah, with a lot of NFL talent, too. Right, and the quarterback had been sensational, and they just embarrassed them. I mean, yeah. they just they brutalized them. Six interceptions, <laughs> four turnovers in the second quarter alone, 31 points in that quarter. <laughs> it was an avalanche. I mean, it was an absolute cave-in. It felt like the, the field was tilted towards the Chesapeake Bay. <laughs> it really was, though. And, you know, I kind of had to pinch myself as I'm typing these numbers. Like, are we really talking about six interceptions here in one game but it seemed to be kind of the total package there a lot of confidence I think that's probably in my small sample size as kind of relaxed as I've seen Kurt Ferentz be yeah uh, and Spencer Petras looked relaxed I mean he looked this was his best game I think and he he had some nice games at the end of last year but but this I mean, besides throwing a nice football, they just, they go to the sideline after scoring, and boom, they had to go right back onto the field again because the defense had gotten the ball back. And uh, with with aplomb, the Petrus and the offense would just go right down, score, okay, bam, they got the ball back again and again. And it just was, you know, it was Groundhog Day for the Terrapins, and it was, it was a, just a... Iowa, I mean, 31 points in a quarter means they were taking advantage of everything, and they did. Yeah, and the incredible part, too, is even if you take out those 31 points, Iowa would still win that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the incredible part about it. <laughs> because there were still two other interceptions, <laughs> and there were still other touchdown drives. Yeah, I mean, the offense is getting overlooked when the defense has a, a six pick as opposed to pick oh, sixes. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, Petrus was involved in five touchdowns. He, had, yeah. he threw three touchdown passes. He had two keepers for touchdowns. And 21 for 30 when you yeah, look at that. Just 70% completion percentage, his pretty, best of the season. Pretty slick game. Pretty and sl- and what, I, what was really interesting to me was when, when asking Petrus about uh, the Maryland quarterback, whose name I can never get right, I'm sorry. I'm going to try it with Talia... Tungo Vailoa. I think I, I might have gotten that yeah, Okay. There. Uh, that sounds all right. <laughs> but, I mean, but this is a good quarterback, and they made him look bad. I mean, they made him look bad, and Petrus was sympathetic after the game. He wasn't being condescending. He was sympathetic. He said, yeah. our defense has made a lot of quarterbacks look bad. And Petrus sees these guys in practice, you know, uh, three, four, or five days a week, every week. He knows. You know, he wasn't being condescending. He knows. Yeah, he has to deal with it all the time. And and it's, I'm sure it's made him better. Oh, yeah. If I was going up against, well, I wouldn't be a 
Division One high major yeah, focus. quarterback here. <laughs> but if I was and I was going up against that, yeah, I could see how, I mean, having Riley Moss, Terry Roberts, who Ferentz said today would be a starter otherwise, but when there are just two very experienced corners ahead of him, he hasn't been that way on the depth chart. Yeah, I mean, that's just you know, six interceptions, six different guys. That's nuts. <laughs> You don't. You never see that, do yeah. you? No, I've never seen it. No, I mean, 31 points in a quarter, you don't see it. Iowa hadn't done it in 19 years, and the last team they did it to was Akron, okay? <laughs> Probably a little bit of a different recruiting Maryland had days. never had six picks in a game since the 1940s. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. So, but... so it, it's, it's like, okay. I know that it's going to be all looking ahead right away because it's Penn State. If Penn State beats Indiana on Saturday night, you've got a matchup of two teams that are going to be in the top five. Yeah. You, I don't, you know, you, you don't want to give this game short shrift. This is one that you kind of want to, if you're Iowa fans, you want to dwell on all <laughs> weekend and savor it because it was just too good. Oh, yeah. Rewatch it a couple times. Right. You don't want to, it's like, let's not jump ahead right away, but this Penn State thing, is going to be, as Ferentz said in his post-game press conference, it's the, the week is going to be a circus. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're assuming the Penn State beats Indiana Saturday night. Okay. <laughs> Probably a pretty safe well, assumption. You, you know, you don't but know, you never know. But let's, let's, we expect it. A top-five matchup hasn't happened in Kinnick Stadium. I'm talking two top-five teams since 1985. It's a long time. I wasn't born yet. Well, oh, trust me, it's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was a, the epic one versus two game, Iowa Michigan, that they'll talk about forever. But this game is it looks as it looks like it's going to be a four against five, and maybe there'll be voters who look at Iowa and say maybe Iowa should be the four instead of the five. Yeah, they know. looked like a at least a New York six. Now, obviously, a lot can happen. It was one great but, game, you know, and let's mm-hmm. not forget that a week ago they struggled to beat Colorado State. Yeah, that but, is a great point. But the curve is swinging up, not down. <laughs> yeah, where there's the pessimism after Colorado State where it's like, okay, did this team just get lucky? They played two teams that had really high expectations that now aren't really expected. Yeah. But the defense is the constant, and not just mm-hmm. the defense, but the special teams. Oh, yeah. And when the offense is, all the offense has to be is competent <laughs> and, and a, a really good protector of the football. Yeah. And they're going to be trouble for everybody. Well, you look at it, the running game wasn't spectacular today. I think it was three and a half yards per carry, which is better than what they've been averaging this year. But, but when they needed those yards, they got them. I mean, yeah. in, in their first scoring drive, Goodson had runs five yards, six yards, five oh, yards, yeah. six yards. That it, adds up. Yeah. And uh, so if it, what their yards per carry were when they needed the yards as opposed to later in the game, I think it's a better number than that. Yeah, that's a good point. Because when you look at that on paper, it's like, oh, man, that's okay. But... And it also seemed like Tyler Goodson, he had that big catch there, too. So a lot of the running backs are doing That was things. a 10-yard pass, you know. Yeah. 67-yard touchdown, <laughs> but a 10-yard pass, and Tyler Goodson being a running back. <laughs> and, and and I rewatched that about five times, and uh, the moves he made on the uh, the safety. Oh, the poor guy, you know. I mean, nobody... Uh, 
That that'll be some nightmares when they're yeah. rewatching film there. Yeah, and speaking of night, it's late and we gotta get back to our hotel. Yes. <laughs> so thank you for tuning in to an edition of After the Final Score. I'll be back with an edition of Hawk Off the Press this week ahead of the Big Penn State matchup.